Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige, and we're so glad that you're here. We all face problems, both big and small, but having faith shines a whole new light on finding the right solutions. As we sit down each week with some incredible guests, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of the world and to put faith over everything. This episode of A Love Like This is brought to you by The Friendship Centre. The Friendship Centre offers genuine and caring counselling support to people from all walks of life. If you need support or just want someone to talk to, particularly with the same Christian values as you, visit friendship-centre.com or call our incredible friend Maria on 0426 282 214. Stick around to learn more. Paige and I turned 20 a month ago and we thought that it'd be cool to just reflect on what lessons we learned during the years of being a teenager. Now we know, we are only 20 and we still have a lot to learn. We hope that maybe if you are a teenager listening to this, that you would be encouraged to learn from the things that we learned. So we hope you guys enjoy. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Love Like This. So today it's just Paige and I going to be sitting down with you guys. And it's actually quite funny. I had this episode idea for the week of our birthday, but we had a buffer of episodes where pretty much we had a bunch of episodes pre-recorded that we really were excited to release. So it's been a month since our 20th birthday, but I'm excited to record this episode today. So it's when being a teenager gets hard. The biggest lessons we learned from when we were teenagers. Just to preface, we've been 20 for one month and we know we still have a lot to learn, but I think it's nice um, doing this, just pulling apart sort of like our teenage years and conversing about all of the things that we learned has been really beneficial for us today. So yeah. Also for adults to look back as well and maybe help their kids as well, but also um, aimed at some younger listeners that we have who are currently in their teenage years. And also keeping in mind that these lessons were not easy learned. Like (laughs) we had to learn these lessons the hard way. Um, And so we hope that these help you out. Yeah. So pretty much the first lesson that I had written down is don't compromise who you are for who people want you to be. And now this was something that, oh my goodness, it took me years to understand. But, you know, as a kid, I was like super confident and happy and joyful all the time. I was also a huge extrovert. I'm sure Paige can bow to that. Um, and I remember starting high school as a 13-year-old and, you know, mom would tell me like, and Paige, like she'd tell us as well, you know, go go let your light shine and go be yourself and it'll be so good. And I was actually genuinely excited to do that. So when I got home from school, I used to dream really big. And I think Paige and I used to as well, like we'd come home, we'd watch YouTube videos, we'd make our own YouTube videos. And we just kind of like dream of our future to be like, oh my gosh, like we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that. And it was really, really fun to do. But I felt like every day at school, um, we would go to school and it'd be like reality would just set in. And eventually over time, my internal desires began to change. So Because my internal desires began to change over time, instead of living out of a place that I was being myself, I changed who I was so that the people around me would like me. And Paige did the exact same thing. So then through doing that, I completely lost sight of who I was. And so the biggest thing that I learned when I was consumed by just you know, looking cool or wanting the guys to like me or wanting the girls to think I was pretty enough to be their friend was it was actually all meaningless. The contrast to it all was that when I became a Christian, I actually began living from a place of true freedom to be me. That me that was never supposed to go away. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? The me that 
you know, God created in the womb and then the world got the best of me and, and I lost sight of that. I don't know. I just became sort of this like new being, I guess. So like the one who like loves well, who can talk to anyone she sees on the street, who is confident. And it, and it all came back to when I stopped to learn who my creator was. And so I want to say like, I don't look back at those moments and, you know, look at them with like regret. I'm actually thankful for those seasons because looking back now in retrospect and comparing it to everything that I have in a life with God now, it's worthless. Losing who you truly are to be someone that you're not for others isn't worth it at all. I learned, I let the, I, learned, I did not learn. I pretty much like, I let the voices of other people be so loud in my life, but now I know someone much more powerful and worthy of having that place in my life to be able to speak um, truth and life into it. And so I feel honored that I get to let the creator of everything tell me who I am, who I was created to be and dictate who I'm becoming. And that now excites me more than anything and is worth everything. What's your first lesson? Um, so the first thing I wrote down was going to sound a bit harsh, but I just writing these down and like thinking about teenage age, like I was like just trying to imagine looking at her and what I would kind of say. Okay, so the first lesson that I have written down is stop trying to be liked by people who don't like you. And I know that sounds harsh, but when I look back, right, about how much time and energy I wasted trying to be liked by people who deep down I knew weren't going to be good for me or like I wasn't going to be good for them kind of thing. But to be frank, like I didn't really like who they were. Like I didn't really like those people, but there was something in me that was like, you need to be friends with these people because it's the cool thing to do. It's the right thing to do. But yeah, it is harsh. And when I look back at just like how much time and energy I wasted trying to be liked by people who deep down, I knew that they didn't like me. I mean, I used to walk up to these people and ask them to sit with them. They would straight up say no. And I kept doing it day after day, after day, after day, term after term, after term, year after year. And then when I finally was accepted by them, the worst part about it, I think was I didn't like who I became. Like when I think back, I'm like, what if like all that time and energy that I wasted investing into people who I knew didn't like me and who I didn't really like. And in the end, I didn't even like who I became. How much more time I could have spent investing into people who generally wanted to be my friends or generally cared and loved me and spent that time finding me in those good, solid friendships. And that was like starting out like first, like 13. Like I remember being young. Well, flowing off from what Paige just said about don't waste your time being liked by people who don't like you. I think that's a great lesson in all honesty because sometimes, I mean, it is a harsh lesson to think that people don't like you, but also it's like, hello, what are you doing? People don't like you, don't want to be liked by them. But I'm totally okay with that. Like exactly, I know not everybody is going to, to like me and I know that people definitely didn't like who I was, but I'm okay with that and I will be okay with that. Yeah, so my second lesson is um, something that my mom taught me and it's that friends last for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Now, this lesson took me many, many, many seasons to learn. I think about the friendships that I had as a 13-year-old and then all the way up to 19 and now and how much they have changed and they have changed so, so, so much. And so when you look back in retrospect, at the people who came, who come in and out of your life, you can really categorize them to see um, if it was for a season where it was only supposed to laugh, last for a certain part of your life or, for, you know, for better or for worse. Um, 
or, you know, is it a friendship that lasted a reason? Is that, did that person come into your life to teach you something about life, about yourself, or even more about God? Um, and then there's the best kind of friends. These are the ones um, who last a lifetime. And these types of friendships, the ones who last a lifetime, I have learned, usually you can only count them on one hand. Like you, it can only be like four or five of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly okay because these quality friends are the ones who I treasure so deeply in my heart and the ones that I love investing in and they in turn love investing in me too. And so, like I said before, my mom was the person who actually told me this quote and I'm so thankful that she did. Um, I think learning this lesson at such a young age was something that was so important because and helpful (laughs) in my life um, and my perspective on friendships because there will be other people who will come into your life and maybe it is just for a season or a reason or a lifetime. You just never know. But I think it was a lesson that I had to learn through some really low moments of losing friends. Um, You know, oh my gosh, I think about high school from wanting friends because of my fear of being alone. And I remember people would always say to me like, what do you mean? Like you're never alone. Like you have a twin. Um, But regardless of having a twin or not, I did have a fear of being alone. You know, and Paige, looking back, like some friends left us and that was really, really hard. A friendship breakup is no easy thing to go through either. And, you know, I love... um, I love too looking back at friendships that were for a season and, you know, maybe they didn't end the way that we had planned, but you look back at that friendship and you're like, you know what, that was for a season and actually was for a reason as well. But you look back and you're like, you know what, at the time, yeah, it didn't end the way I wanted to, but with the time that I had with that person as a friend, it was actually really, really fun. And I think that that's a really healthy way to look back at friendships as well. Um, And, you know, but I now, like now that I've been through like a lot of different years of high school and typically that's just a given that your friendship groups are going to change every single year, which they definitely did for me, um, was I now know what I'm looking for in friendships and I know the friendships that um, are worthy of value and like I know the friendships that I do value in my life. And so, yeah, I think that one of the things, I don't know if you do this, but learning this lesson of like friendships and everything like that now coming into our 20s is that I look at the people who God has in front of me and I think about them being like, okay, who are the people that I know I can't live without? I think having that perspective really shows you who the ones are the friendships that you really want to invest in. Like if you're looking at life being like, yeah, there are some people I could probably do without. That's totally okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about like teenage Abby being like, if I knew this perspective that friends would only last for a season, a reason or a lifetime, I would have had the weight off my shoulders for friendships. You know what I mean? Just loving people where they're at, loving me where I was at in those friendships and then just seeing where it goes. What's your second lesson? Um, My second lesson is don't be afraid to just be you and to be okay with being you. Because for so long I was like, intentionally running away from it was so funny when I just like such a weird thing looking back about who you were in your teenage years but for the longest time I was like intentionally running away from who I was and I just wasn't being me because part of me was afraid to be me because I was scared of judgment like a lot of my I don't know, dreams and hobbies and stuff revolved a lot around like living in LA and like you know feeling platform and all of that but I never like showed who I was because I was so afraid of judgment being like, oh, they just want to live in LA and whatever it was, like that's such a stupid memory. But yeah, just like whatever it was, I was intentionally running away from me by trying to hide who I was. And I think it's not regret like what you were saying, but I wish I could go back. And I'm just so curious to know how my teenagers would have gone if I had just been myself 
consistently throughout those years because me and you we struggled with like getting lost in Instagram losing our identity and I get to identity later but like it's so true I just was I don't think there was a time where I was a hundred percent just me which is kind of scary but like again like I'm okay with that but for so long and for so many years I was just pushing and shoving me down because I was so scared of what people would think of me if I was just myself. We just wanted to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, The Friendship Centre. For five years, The Friendship Centre has been providing self-funded counselling support to Christians and non-Christians alike. Finding a counsellor who is there when you need them, for as often as you need them, and with the same faith values as you, can be a challenge. The Friendship Centre offers both free and paid counselling services in person or over the phone to people all around Australia. With 23 phone-based counsellors, they have the ability to pair you with someone who genuinely cares about you. Maria Serena founded the Friendship Centre with the hope of providing passionate and genuine mental health support to those in our local community. Our family has personally used the Friendship Centre services and after every interaction, we feel lighter, more loving and full of life. What sets the Friendship Centre apart from so many other mental health support services is that if you find your roots in faith, their counsellors cater their sessions to embed scripture and truth to help you not only feel better, but live better. Make sure to visit friendship-centre.com or call Maria on 0426 282 214 to learn more. Enjoy the rest of this incredible conversation. And that's so relatable for so many people I think it's because school, they're just school, not. school, you weren't. Like, for sure, we weren't. But at, towards the end of high school years, but. At home, you were 100%. Like, because that's what I'm saying. Like, we'd get home, and that's where we could be ourselves. Then we go to school, and we felt like we couldn't. But then leading up to the last year of high school, we for sure aim our best selves. Okay. My lesson three is um, there is beauty found in in uncertainty and change. Now, this one's a little bit skeptical. And I, at first, when I was breaking this down, I'm like, how on earth? Like, how can there be beauty found in change? Change is scary. Uncertainty sucks. And I totally get that. Um, so, you know, reflecting on our teenage years, when we were 15, we made the change of moving schools. And it was scary and it was so uncertain. But looking back, it was the best thing that God brought us into. I look back at the time and think, yeah, like it was so scary and so unknown. But it was also the season where I found God all over again in a whole new way. And I'm so thankful that I walked through that season of change and big change because so much beauty came out of it. And I know that for the rest of my life, there are going to be some big decisions that I have to make. Paige, you and I, we're going to have to make some big decisions in life. You know, and I'm really thankful that I walked through that season of change and big change because so much beauty came out of it. And I know that for, you know, Paige and I and for the people listening, we're all going to have to make some really big decisions in life. Um, And a lot of seasons we'll walk through will be uncertain, COVID being one of them. Like there are going to be so many seasons full of uncertainty and so many times that we're going to have to be willing to be okay with change. Um, But personally, like I walked through that season where in the midst of the very place I felt so confused was the very place I gained so much clarity on what really matters in my life. And so finding comfort in discomfort is no easy task. Loving change is not an easy task. Being okay with things being uncertain around you is no easy task by all means. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but what becomes easy is letting go and going 
all in into that change. The most beautiful things can come when we let go of what we know to be familiar and step into what God knows will be fruitful in our lives. I think that that's something that I really hold close to my life. And it's a lesson that I look back at my teens. I'm like, man, there was so many seasons where there was just constant change and uncertainty. But the moments where instead of looking at it with fear, instead of stepping into it with faith, boy, They were the most beautiful seasons of my whole teens. Like I'm so thankful for that time where that was a season when we were changing schools. It was scary and it was so uncertain, but it was so beautiful. So I just want to hold close to that truth um, entering into my 20s that, you know, in my 20s, there are going to be seasons of uncertainty and change and it will be scary. But having that, it goes back to that quote that I love, the um, what if equals fear, but even if equals faith. And so having that engraved in my heart is just knowing that it's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes. It's a good thing to find comfort in discomfort and to step out and to go all in on uncertainty um, and love it for what it is. And then so much beauty comes out of that. So that was a huge takeaway that I learned from my teens. Yeah. So my next one is a bit of a surface level one, but it is gossip gets you down. And I feel like there was definitely some seasons of my life where I was getting caught up in gossip. I loved it, but I definitely didn't spend a lot of time doing it because i didn't like gossiping. I hated gossip because people used to gossip about me. And when people would gossip about other people in front of me, I just didn't feel, I felt icky about it. And I think that when you partake in like drama and gossip, it's just going to bring you down and pull you further away from who God is calling you to be. Like nothing about getting swept up in the culture and bad actions like around you is going to be good for you. So I think it, I think something that I could take away from this as well, kind of just thinking off my head right now, is like doing things that are going to be good for me and intentionally like saying no to the things that aren't going to be good for me. This is one that I came to know in my last year of high school as an 18 year old. And it was by far like the craziest thing that I've ever come to. And it basically sums up my whole testimony, my whole journey, one simple sentence. And my lesson four is that God doesn't care about the perfection of our hearts. He cares about the direction of our hearts. And so this is something that it didn't take me an overly long time to learn. It didn't take me a few seasons of life to walk through like the other ones did. In fact, it actually happen in a single moment where I had this revelation with God when I found this truth out. All my life, I thought if only I prayed enough, if only I said I'm sorry enough, if only, you know, I could do anything to just be good enough and do enough good deeds for God to love me. It wasn't, sorry, it wasn't until I knew him personally that religion didn't matter anymore, but it was relationship that meant everything. And so when I had this revelation, it changed, you know, the direction of how I I'm going to see my whole entire life and my relationship with God because it was never about what I could do for God, but it was always about what He did for me. I just didn't have eyes to see it until that moment. So it was about everything that God did for me and it will be that forever. You see, God sees the heart and it says in um, 1 Samuel 16, 7, I think, it says, humans do not see what the Lord sees, but for... It was never about what I could do for God, but it was always about what He did for me and it would be that truth forever, but I just didn't have eyes to see it up until that point. Um, And so it says in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7, it says, Humans do not see what the Lord sees, for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. And so knowing this truth for me, it changed everything. I felt like for the first time I was free to know God, not from a place of legalism or religion, but of internet, of intimacy. Of intimate relationship with him. And so I think that this lesson changed everything for me because 
all throughout like just page, I don't know about you, but up until I became, you know, a Christian, up until I started this relationship with God, it was always about like just if I didn't do enough or if I wasn't good enough or if I did something wrong, all this guilt and shame would come over me. And, and when in that moment when I first encountered God and I had that like just peace come over me of like, it's not about you. It's not about what you can do for me. Look what I did for you. That's all that matters. Like just live in that truth. And so that really was like my biggest lesson as a teenager. Like I found like, you know, we're entering into our twenties with the best thing that came out of our teens. It's a relationship with Jesus and it's the best. Um, But yeah, I think that something else that kind of flows from this, which is another lesson that I learned as well was that, Listen to the call that God has over your life. I don't know about you, Paige, but I feel like looking back at our teens, if we didn't listen to the promptings that God put on mom's heart or God didn't put on our hearts, we would never be where we are today. And I don't mean that because like, you know, we're like, that's and we're up in the world, but definitely not. But I mean, in terms of like, we're out with our relationship with God, it wouldn't have been where it is today if we didn't listen to those promptings. I think um, one of the ones that I was going to mention next, but I feel like it kind of all relates to what you were saying was lean on the people you love and show up for them, but also show up for yourself and for God. Because like, I think about, you know, our family, like when we went through the really rough patches in our like teenage years, and I think about how they saw us change overnight and they were like, that's not you. And they almost call you out on it. And I think that if we had ignored what our family was saying or what like mom was saying or dad was saying or how they were feeling, how they were affecting their moods and their days and adding stress and anxiety in their lives, I feel like it would have been really bad (laughs) if we had ignored it. So I think like focusing and showing up for the people that you love will make a difference. I just think about people that I know of that are not being themselves and, you know, people around them are noticing it. Um, and I think something, I don't know, I just kind of think that that's kind of the like having that people, God, Yeah, yeah, like having people in your life. Like to getting speak, around you yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to speak like truth and life over you and be like, I've been paid, that's not you, that's actually not who you are. And to call you out on it, I think that instead of almost acting offended, we can be like obedient and be like, actually, yeah, I'm going to listen to these people because they know me the best. And in terms of showing up for yourself and for God, like what you were saying is responding to the call of God on your life, but also everything that he has to say about you is good. There is not one thing. I don't really know what the world thinks about God. I know that there's, he's the connotations out there, like that he's judgy, that he points finger at you and all that. But everything that he has to say about you and how he's created you to be is good. And so when we're showing up for God, it's like we're showing up for that version of ourselves because we're about to receive some truth about who we are. And then leaning into like the next one that I was going to talk about, something that I struggled with in my teenage years was my identity and losing my identity in the world. And I had to come to a conclusion and it happened, you know, coming out of our teens, 17, 18 years old, that my identity is found in God and Him alone, like nowhere else. I used to think that my identity was found in how many Instagram comments or Instagram likes I would get, or I guess now it's like scores on Snapchat and like TikTok followers. You know what I mean? People like flex all the time. Like I have this many, but like you can actually flex. Like I'm actually a daughter of God. Like (laughs) my identity is found in him and him alone. And when you come to know that truth, everything changes. How you see yourself changes. I think I think that when we look back at our teens page, it's like such a flip side. It was like we walked through so many seasons of walking with the world, living of it, very consumed by it, very just lost and confused. 
try and win over people, change who we are, go to parties because we think we're cool and all of the things that we thought. <laughs> try and get invited. Try and get invited were really, you know, were good for us at the time. We thought that that was good. And we thought like, who cares? It's not even a big deal. But now looking back, it's like, oh my God, the time wasted. But I actually don't think it's time wasted. I think we had to go through everything that we went through in order to learn these things about ourselves and about God. And I'm so thankful that we did go through all of yeah. those things. I think the coolest Bible verse that, it was the first one I ever learned. <laughs> Just so I won't do the hand actions, but is like Jeremiah 29, 11. And God's like literally saying, I have good plans for you. Like I like I know the plans I have for you. Not, you know, the plans you have for you. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not and how I'll it works. I'll be there to support you through it. That's not how it works. <laughs> like this is, we're not living like as much as we think we have power and authority over our lives and the direction of our lives. We actually don't. Like we have not much say in it at all. I think the part that we have a say in is whether we choose to pursue God in our lives or not. Mm, and it would be the best, best decision, decision you'll ever make in your whole life. Trust that us. leads me to my last and final lesson. A little bit poet. <laughs> no, like it's not. But I just, I try and think about words to describe the best year and season of my life. And I'm just like, it was awe. Because I'm like, what's going <laughs> on? Me with the weight without accent. Yeah. Awe. Awe. <laughs> like, ah, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean like the whole that whole season and chunk of my life was like there's no other word to describe it than being awe and wonder and so the le- not a lesson but a takeaway kind of thing is like awe and wonder is always waiting for you like oh something I can't explain it do you feel like okay something- like I know we're probably kind of just throwing this over the thing but these are still lessons that we're kind of just picking out over this conversation but it's like, Paige, we thought like we were living like this kind of life. Guys, I'm doing a hand gesture here. You can't see, but pretend I've got my hand up like horizontally. It's like, this is the life that we thought we were living like, yeah, this is the best. Like finally getting invited to parties. Like finally the popular group of kids like us. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, like we just got hit by like just this awful season of just crap that just brought us really to a low point. And then it was in that low point where we had no other option but to look up and we're like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden we, we start walking with Jesus. Nothing else gets easier. Nobody's saying it gets easier, but all of a sudden it gets all the more fulfilling and all the more better just because we're doing it alongside him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, we've seen that, we've seen that fruit in our lives. And it's so, I just think it's so crazy because like every single, you know, I don't know what people's theology is, but like, this is, this is what I know to be true. Like every single person is created by God and for God. And whether you know that or not, like you are. And so there's a part of you that's just like, there needs to be more. And like, when you're at the low valley, that's why people turn to God because they're like, I literally don't know where else to look, but up, like what you are saying. And that's what happened with us. But like, we kept our eyes up. We didn't stop looking up and there is I cannot like there is no words that I can describe that season of my life where it's like it's so weird like it's it's like life but flipped and just everything becomes different like because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made I don't have to it's so counterculture like I don't have to look at myself and be like ill like I don't look like her on Instagram I know I'm being a hypocrite right now but like everyone will fall short but like it's so true like because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by by God and he has created me so he ultimately has authority of like to say what he's created is good and he looks at us and he says like what I've made is good like I can look at myself in the mirror and not be like oh no like God has said like I'm fearfully and wonderfully made or I don't know I go outside and I'm just like 
the stars, man. <laughs> like they just look really good. I think as well too. Um, I think no, you're right, Paige. It's so true because like, you know, in our it was in our teenagers, like mid-teenage, like 15, 16 years old, when we encountered this new kind of love. And I'm so thankful that God has the perfect time of when he did it. But now that I live with that love and now that after that moment I started living with that love, that love changed everything for me. I literally began to love people and love earth and like what you said, get caught up in the awe and the wonder of what of all that he is. And it just makes everything so much more better. So all of this to say, there have been plenty of lessons that Paige and I learned in our teens. And I feel like we could go honestly on and on. Um, but just to kind of recap like mine and then Paige, you can recap yours, is that the first lesson is don't compromise who you are for who people want you to be. The second one is friends last for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Lesson three is that there is beauty found in uncertainty and change. And lesson four, God doesn't care about the perfection of our hearts. He cares about the direction of our hearts. To wrap up mine, I would say, stop trying to be liked by people who aren't going to like you. So harsh, but so true. Don't be afraid to just be you and be okay with that. Gossip, no matter how good it might feel in the moment, gossip will get you down. And I also forgot to mention this one, but be the difference maker. Like go out and do something different in your schoolyard or go up to that girl that's quiet and has no friends at lunchtime. I wish I did that. I wish I was more of a difference maker. Don't get lost in the lies and lean on people you love and show up for them and for yourself and most importantly for God. Well guys, being a teenager isn't easy and life can get super hard regardless of what age. But we believe that life can get more fruitful when we live it with God and we just want you to know that that is available to you right now. So we summarise the lessons for you guys. Stop trying to be liked by people who don't like you. Don't be afraid to just be you and to be okay with that. That gossip is going to get you down to lean on the people you love and show up for them and for yourself. Your identity is found in God and only Him alone, and awe and wonder awaits for you. Friends last for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. There is beauty found in uncertainty and change. And finally, lesson number four is God doesn't care about the perfection of our hearts. He cares about the direction of our hearts. 